Welcome to Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and I've been blessed enough in my life to meet individuals who've been able to leave me clues on my journey to success. The goal of this show is to bring you the experience of those who have achieved great things and allow you to be a fly in the wall, soaking up clues for your own journey to success. Let's get right into this week's episode. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Success Leaves Clues. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and with me today, good friend of my fellow athlete, uh, Streck Thally, um, known him for a bunch of years. He just started a podcast, one of the hottest podcasts out in the city right now, Follow the Money Podcast. So I have him on my podcast, Sess These Clues, to tell us some of the clues that he's learned in the podcast game and also just learned in life, man. Right, right. What's up, Gary? How you doing, brother? Chilling, bro. So tell us a little bit. Um, from LA. Yes, sir. Born in the 90s. Born in the 70s. Born in the 70s. Grew, grew up in grew, LA in the 90s. Grew up in the 90s. Yes, sir. So tell us about LA in the 90s. Um, it's it's everything, everything people thought about. Everything you see on TV, Menace to Society, uh, Boys in the Hood. All those movies are true, bro. Like everything, um, growing up in high school in those years, I knew Old Dog. I knew uh, AWACS. I knew all those people. You know, right. they just had different names. But... Um, it's a lot different, and you go, you know, you go from L.A., um, I went from L.A. to South Dakota, and it's a complete different change, Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, L.A. was, it, it was dope, man. It made me who I was today, who I am today. Uh, that's great. So, so just for viewers, just sitting down so they can't, like, understand, like, <laughs> why you get the name stretched, but how, how tall are you? I'm 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, eight. Yes, sir. So, 6'8". So, like, how how did, did, was your growth spurt? Like, at what age were you, like, the 6'6 six, six kid, like, 6th grade? Or, like, when did it, like... I was, I, I would say I was always kind of tall. Right. But from the 10th grade to the 11th grade, I went from 6'2 to 6'6. Six, six. Mm. Yeah, so important years in, in hoop. Um, but, uh, yeah, I grew four inches in, like, five months. Wow. So, at 6'2, were you, like... Were you a ball hander at six two, or were you always really, back I really to the basket? Wasn't, I really wasn't a ball hander. So growing up in LA, man, I didn't even hoop a lot until like the seventh, eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. So I was I was on the streets, bro. Like you know, and um, when I went to high school, it was like you had to play ball. Mm. Like so, I had a coach that made me play basketball. My cousins made me play, and um, I actually grew into the name Stretch. Wow. Yeah. Nah, that's dope. Yeah. I was because I was stretched from about. The eighth grade, seventh grade, I got the name Stretch. How, how'd you get it? Was it height or later on? It was both. So um, I was I was tall, kinda, but it was also a, a big homie in the neighborhood named okay. Stretch. So I was kind of like little Stretch. Mm. So I was always Stretch, right, you know. Right, right. Um, but from the hood, that was my name, you know. Wow. Then then somehow, man, I actually stretched. Yeah. So that's that's how I got the name. Bro. That that I did not know that, bro. Yeah. I did, a six eight shirt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It, it, like, it, it just fits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. so well. So uh talk to us. So so you were you a good basketball player? I was I was good. I was I was on every level, I was um all conference on every level. Right. Yeah. So a typical game, like what was it, twenty and ten? I would say uh probably seventeen and ten, seventeen, eight. Um I can't remember my college um averages but in high school unfortunately i played with the number one player in the country his mm. name was ricky price he went to duke okay. 
Um, he was he was literally the number one player in the country with another kid named Felipe Lopez. I remember Felipe from yeah, Jersey. So, so him and Felipe were the, the two number one players. Ricky was the best on the West. Felipe was best on the East. But when it came down to the uh, McDonald's All-American game, Ricky got uh, – he won the dunk contest and he won the three-point contest. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after Duke, did he did he go to the – So Ricky got hurt or something. Um, at Duke, he got hurt. And then um, there was some kind of scandal at Duke, and he was—he almost got kicked out. And he decided to stay, uh, stay at Duke. All his friends, all of us, told him to transfer because um, his career was going to be over, right? right? So, so Coach K allowed him to stay at Duke, and he pretty much rode the bench wow. um, after his after his sophomore year. And then his senior year, I remember Coach K started him for senior senior night, and that was it, bro. He. He didn't do nothing after that, man. Yeah, but I, but I think he's in Carolina right now, and he's uh he's running basketball camps and things like that. I think I think Red's doing pretty well. No, that's good. Yeah, good thing. It's amazing. We all got. Um, I tell people like, in my family, I was probably like the third best athlete. Yeah. So growing up, like yeah. I'm saying, in, in tough neighborhoods, like yeah, there was just a bunch of talented people yeah. that we were associated with, but. Like the difference is like the mental aspect. The mental. The discipline. Absolutely. There's so, a there's a lot of guys um, who probably should have been professional athletes mm -hmm. that just have that street mentality. Right. And and, and it never. Um, I mean, you have to, you have to be a chameleon in the world that we are in. Right. I can't I can't be stretched from L.A. twenty four seven. Right. I can't even be at ten eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I can only be that when I'm in LA with, yeah. with the people that, yeah. that that works for. And then I have to be uh, Dwayne Thalley when I go work at Southwest or when I'm sitting next to you on a podcast. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, you got to flip the script as yeah. much as you can. No, that's amazing. So after South Dakota, yeah. you went overseas. Yeah. How, how's overseas life for, for a basketball player? I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's 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 the same as you would think, um, except there's there's language barriers. There's uh, there's you got to learn so many things. The only thing is um, you're not you're not a superstar like you were in the NFL mm -hmm. or the NBA. It's not it's not the same. You know, um, you're playing a professional sport. Um, you're working hard. You you're doing what you dream to do, but you don't have family. You don't have um, um, commonality with the people around you. You don't. You don't speak the language. Like I don't think I've ever learned a, another language. Wow. Which, you know, it's it's hard. You know, and back then they didn't have like um, Rosetta Stone. Right, right. Or the translation. <laughs> yeah, on your phone. yeah. You couldn't <laughs> translate on your phone and all that. So it's, there's language barriers, and um, for for me, um, the difficult part was being away from family. Mm. No, that's it's amazing. Like um, I finished my career, I just had my second son, man. And just being injured and the way I was interacting with my family, just like yo, I can't, I can't rock like this and like give it all to the game and leave nothing for your family. Right. So, so it's amazing. So right now, uh, how many, um, how many children do you have? I have three. Okay. I have, I have a girl who's sixteen. Okay. Layla. Um, Tyson. Today is his birthday. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ty. And. Um, he is 14 today. Sweet. And then Gunner is four. 
Wow, yeah. I love the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I named them after boxers. Oh. The, the first two. So Layla is Layla Holly. Okay. And then Tyson, of course. And then um, Gunner is also one of my nicknames. So they, they call me Guns from back, back in L.A. as well. So oh. I got a thousand nicknames. Wow. Yeah, I got a thousand. So um, one of my nicknames is Guns. So Gunner is named after me. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> one of my uh, nicknames uh, back home was Debo. From, okay. From Friday. So. <laughs> well, you look like Debo now. <laughs> Boy, got the traps uh, on. A couple up. incidents, I mean, you know what I'm saying, that I cannot huge, uh, bro. confirm, bro. <laughs> hey, in the gym, man, just getting it, bro. You, you huge, dog. Um, so, a uh, quick question. So, so now transitioning. Um, worked at Southwest. Yep. For a number of years. I've been I've been at Southwest for ten years. Wow. Yeah. And, and what's your role there? So my, my technical role is I am an operations agent, which means I maintain weight and balance um, mm. for our planes. I make sure that the planes fly safe with one engine. Like my job is to make sure that if one, if we lose one engine, that the plane flies safe with all its cargo and passengers. Wow. That's a, and that's my technical job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an important job. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they call us kind of the quarterback of the operation. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Southwest, man, amazing company. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, agree. Uh, so, what, what what kind of values or what have you learned from your time at Southwest just about how they run a company? I know, I think they were, weren't they like down one time and then they just came back roaring or something like that? And just the marketing? Um, and just the... We've always, I think we've always been um, high in the customer service right. and like always one of the top five businesses to work for mm -hmm. one of the for, uh, top five Fortune 500 companies to work for. Um, so when I was in high school, my mom worked for Southwest. Right. Um, so I've always learned and I've always known that Southwest treats their employees um, like family. Mm. And those are some of the values that they use when they hire people. They, they, they hire people that are um, outgoing, who seem like um, they have a, a warrior spirit and like a servant's heart. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really big into helping others and, um, putting a family first. So, um, Southwest to me treats me like family wow. and, and it's, and it's been like that ever since before I worked at Southwest. I saw it when my mom worked there and my sister's been there probably 20 years. I think my sister's worked wow. there. Um, yeah. So I transitioned from one job, um, to Southwest and I've been there for 10 years. Wow. The, the crazy thing is. You don't hear about families with companies for that long. Right. That's rare. Right. And my mom just retired from Southwest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she just retired. Because growing up, or like, you know, back in our day, right? It was like our families grew up and everyone worked at the factory, right? Yeah. Mom yeah. been there, or GM yeah. plant, or whatever yeah. it was in your little town. Yeah. So it's amazing. Testament to them. Um, obviously, uh, I think they do a great job of, one, leading from the front with technology. Yep. Yeah. Customer service, like, part, like they're probably in a world of their own in terms of um, travel yep. um, at that price point. Yep. Um, but also just the the ingenuity. The the one thing I always was curious about, like the how you get on their plane. Like, what's the secret sauce? Like, how do I get A one, A two on my ticket? So okay, there's there's different ways to get. There's one way to get A one, A two. So you can so you can fly a lot. Okay. If, you, if you fly a lot, you automatically get um, into what they call the business select um, group, and that's okay. the A1 through 15. Right, right. Okay, and also, if you go to the airport and you have like a B45 or a C, 
you can go to the customer service desk and um, upgrade if A1 through 15 is available. Mm -hmm. And it's usually about 40 bucks. All right. So um, when you when you have that when you have that business select or you um, or you fly like you get you also get like a companion pass. Mm -hmm. That means like a person actually flies free with you. Wow. Too. So, I mean, a lot of people complain about our boarding situation at Southwest because a lot of people like assigned seats so they know where they're sitting. They don't want to send a, a middle seat or something like that. But if you are flying out tomorrow at three right. o'clock. Then at three o'clock today, you should log you should log in and um, register. Like you know the what's what they call it um, check in check in check right. in check in your flight, and it'll give you the the first available from a fifteen on. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's the secret. Like people always text me like they be like stretch. I got a B B forty seven. You know what can I do? I'm like, well, if I ain't at work, I can't help you. But right, sometimes, right. you know, I might I might slide you in right. if I'm there. And, it, and like a lot, of, man, a lot of times people hit me up like, I'm in a gay area. You here? And I'm like, yeah, I got you, bro. Like, yeah, I take care of you. But but yeah, just twenty four hours or uh, go to the counter. Nah, that's dope. So that's it. So you heard it here first. How to get the <laughs> so uh, the Southwest have like the glitches, like where you get like the cheap flight Jason to the uh, Dubai, like so so, so we have. Our international flights are um, more like Caribbean, okay. Mexico. Um, we go um, to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. We go to Jamaica. Um, we don't really do any super international. Not yet. I don't know. I don't know if we plan on that. But right. um, we have the best sales, bro. Like it ain't no glitch. Like literally, we'll have like a thirty-nine dollar sale. We'll have a forty-nine dollar sale. We have fifty-nine dollar sale where it's one way. So you end up paying less than a hundred dollars for a round trip ticket, and you don't ever pay for bags. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like really pumping up Southwest right now. Nah, you are, <laughs> man. Shout out to Southwest. But they've been, um, but they've been taking care of me for ten years, bro. Yeah, ten years, and years. your whole family, right? My, yeah, my whole family. Sister, they, so. they take care of me. Yeah. Nah, that's yeah. awesome. So now transitioning, obviously. Um, how how old are you now? Forty four. Forty four. So starting a podcast. Yes, sir. So what were your thoughts behind why you wanted to start, start a podcast? What kind of went through your mind in terms of getting it off the ground? Um, so starting the podcast was, it, it literally was not my idea. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I have a friend named Brad who, um, with the recent events of the, of the past year, mm -hmm. um, we, we would have conversations back and forth about um, um, race, race relations and things like that. And he would ask me these difficult questions and we would have conversations and one day he kind of came up with this idea like you know would you ever have the conversation that you had with me in front of a camera or um or record it and i was like man i never thought about that and then and then he basically brought up my network of um of friends and everything from mm -hmm. sports and all that and he said you know I'm, I'm sure you have conversations with your friends and they would talk to you and he's like, have you ever heard of podcasts? And I said, yeah, man, I, I heard of them. And he said, you should, you should do one. And I was like, I have no idea how to do a podcast, but he's a very technical, um, um, audio visual kind of guy. He can, he can build websites. He can start a podcast. He started my podcast. Um, so he basically told me that if I would allow him, he would help me walk through this 
um, journey into starting a podcast. And wow. that's and that's what I did. So what what have you learned like through the process? Um, I learned that I did not know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I did well. I didn't. I did not know um, what it took to put um, a product out for mm. people for people to listen to. Yeah. Also, um, even just uploading a video to YouTube. I mean, it's a lot of work to do that, and I mean branding everything. It's 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 a it's a huge process. Also, um, hosting a podcast, you have to be able to uh, manage a conversation. Right. You know, you, you kind of have things that you want to talk about, and you have a certain amount of time you want to talk about it in. So you have to you have to actually learn how to control a conversation. Yeah, which is which is uh, you listen to. This, it's funny because on some podcasts, it's like. Or, or not podcast, um, the Clubhouse app. Are you on Clubhouse? I, yeah, I do. I listen to pod, Clubhouse. I've never actually said a word on Clubhouse, but uh, yeah, but it's some, it. it's crazy. Clubhouse is some podcast where people are just talking. They're just like, all right, they're like a structure. Are we gonna get somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard some good Clubhouse. No, it's some great. It's yeah, some great. Some good you gotta ones. be careful. But sometimes they're just on. You're getting a room. Like, you y'all like, could just call each other. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, this conversation is worthless. Uh, but definitely podcast. It is strategic in terms of like. Getting the view or something, right? They're spending their time, so they want to learn something. Yeah, in terms of the, what makes you unique, what's your value? What, what are they listening to? What are they? What exactly. are they? What are they going to listen to Gary Brackett for? Like, yeah. what, what are you getting out of this podcast with Stretch Valley? Like, what? Do, what am I going to take from this? Right. That's, that's kind of like um, my my approach to it. Who am I talking to Gary Brackett, and what are they going to learn when they when they turn off this when right. when, it, when it goes off? I think I think one of the the most uh, impactful things is like you know you don't rehearse you just ask questions I may be like set it up like we're gonna talk about this and that but so you ask a question and like you have to give me your your yeah, answer right yeah, it's, it's raw but but even like being on podcast I think I can still remember our episode when you asked me like yo what's your title yeah like what do you want to be called yeah. like Super Bowl champ yeah. yeah and they were just like I never got like but you killed that answer yeah <laughs> yeah you said coach. you want to be coach yeah, yeah that's yeah. it yeah. But it's just amazing, like like the the stuff. So, so what have you found, or what question have you asked someone that are you surprised most by the answers? Bruh. The the first one that comes to my mind because I I always ask a wild question at the end of my show. Like mm-hmm. my last question is always uh, something off the wall. Right. And I talked to a guy who was a country singer named Clayton Anderson. Mm-hmm. And my question to him was, if he had to pick one fast food restaurant to eat for the rest of his life, what would he pick? And I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. yeah there's a whole bunch to choose from. And and this dude said Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever ate at Long John Silver's. <laughs> dude. Oh. This, this dude thought about it. He said, you know, he said, people might laugh at me. <laughs> long long John Silver's, bro. <laughs> he, he it's gonna take him half his life finding them. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was pumped about the hush puppies and yeah, man. Yeah, have you had Long John? Shout out Clayton Anderson. Oh, great man. concert this weekend. Oh, um, um, yes, I've had Long John Silver's. I don't remember it though. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't eat it like that. Yeah. When I want fish, I go to the hood and get the good. You know, get yeah. me some perch or some. Uh, some red snapper, bro. Like, right, right. Yeah. So, in terms of like your schedule, like someone out there, they want to get a podcast, they want to have their voice heard. 
um, talking to guests, like what advice would you give them when talking to guests? Like what should they be mindful of in terms um, of their interaction? It's very important to do research. Mm. Um, the internet is your best friend. Um, also, because you're not going to know everybody. Right. You can have conversations with people you know, but the people who you don't know, it's very important to research with enough time. If you give yourself enough time um, and, and write a script, what I do is, it like, let's say I have a, a podcast next week mm-hmm. um, and I know who my guest is. I've already, I already have my guests um, on my iPad, on my notes. I have their name. I have an introduction for them. Um, and then I just start asking myself questions. I have probably three or four questions I ask every guest. Um, but then according to what they do, what their history is, I'll um, write down questions. And I'll just write down maybe 15 or 20 questions. And then from those questions, I put it in an order that works. That seems like um, it will flow as a good conversation. And it doesn't mean that I have to ask those questions in that order because we'll have a conversation and you might answer a question that is at the bottom. Right, right. So I have to actually know the questions and I have to know how I want to follow up with that questions. And and plus, it's really important that I know how to follow up with you without just asking you questions every time. Right, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Have have you ever had a guest... um, that was like great personality. Then you get on the show and they'd be like, like, bro, you got you gotta say something. Like, <laughs> like bro, this <laughs> You don't say who, but I'm, like I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed to say that, you know, I I I released one whole season, that was twelve episodes, and I will say from one to twelve, I had a great conversation. That's awesome. With the, with with every with every person. Now we're in the middle of season, filming season two and I have had also still great conversations. I mean, I pick my guests. Right, right, right. So I kind of have an idea that these people are interesting enough to have a story to tell. If you have a story to tell, you usually can talk. Right. You know, if you don't, if you if you don't have a story to tell, it's going to be hard to hold a conversation and keep it going. But if you have something to say or something on your mind or you've been through things, it's very easy to just keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. Now what what have you noticed in terms of like podcasting, ranking, like switching? I see in the beginning it was uh, it was audio based, yeah. right? And then you yeah. switch more to like a video yeah. platform where now you have both. Like what what has been the difference of audio and video in your opinion? Um so so audio for me, the the reason why I started audio was because I was starting a new podcast mm. and I wanted to be good at one thing. Right. One, I wanted my I wanted to be a good interview and two, I wanted the sound to be top notch. Right. I figured or we all figured like me and Brad and John, we all figured if we added video, we'll be wasting taking time from audio. You know what I mean? Like um if you don't if people don't know, like if you don't have a studio a studio set up then you have a lot of things you have to take care of. Like when you have a podcast, no matter how the conversation is going, you still have to edit it. You have to master it. And, and that takes a while, you know? So if you're doing video, you got to color grade it. You got to edit that. You got to do all kinds of things unless you're live streaming. And that's another thing. Like we haven't done a live stream, but that's the next step. We want to do live streaming of our, of our podcast because, we're, we're to a level now where it's not a lot of editing. 
you know, it's right. not a lot of editing going on. So, um, to answer your question, um, the difference in audio and video is I think that people tend to gravitate toward the, the visual. Right. You know, um, I'm not saying that I'm anything to look at, but like people who are fans of Gary Brackett want to look at Gary Brackett. People who are fans of Clayton Anderson, the country singer, they want to see Clayton Anderson. And when they see the emotion or they see the reaction to certain things, like you laughing just now, like that's important to people. Um, but bringing in that video to me helped my podcast, even though we have a larger stream on like Apple. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's, it's funny, it's like, how do you hook them and then send them to go listen to the whole thing? Right. And video, yeah, I think, that's a good job. Well, that's important like, too, like, my, so, so my, my mindset is to um, get somebody for everybody. Like, I've had a wide range of people right. on, on my podcast and the goal is to get people to listen to the whole thing. You know, and I think that's the hardest thing to do for a podcaster. People right. don't have an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they do. They do. Yeah. And especially... But, but you you have to, like you said, have an interesting conversation. Yes. Like some type of edutainment, if you will. Yes. They, they, if they're learning and they feel like they're growing, right. that'll give you more time. Absolutely. So I think it's, like you said, structuring your questions, like doing the research, all the things are, are great things yep. to kind of... Yep. They kind of all like you know implement when you're doing. I mean, podcast. when you when you have a podcast, it's really important who you put in your podcast, right? Unless you're doing one by yourself or you're doing um, like you, you you do a co-host kind of kind of thing. Um, you guys better have really good chemistry, yeah, <laughs> because people don't want to see the same two people every week. Nah, especially the same conversations. Same conversations. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. So it's really important who you put next to you and who um and what you guys talk about nah that's dope so the uh where'd you get the name from the podcast name yeah so again i have a lot of nicknames so my real name is Dwayne. right right and then i'm stretch and but a lot of people named d they call him d money yeah that that's a that's a very normal yeah, yeah thing. Was, i was g money like, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, so 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 i'm, I'm d money to another group of people yeah, like, yeah. um um Actually, Brad calls me D Money. So, right. when when we were coming up, when we decided we we're going to do a podcast, having a name is very important. Um, and it need, I needed something catchy, right? So, he was like, you know, everybody you talk to is successful. He's like, so why don't you just make it like follow the money? So, and then he was like, but make it D Money, follow D Money. And I'm like, oh, I said that sound that sound cool. And I was like, but actually, it's so follow D Money podcast is is twofold because it's follow D Money, which is me, but it's also my journey to following the money, like following the money. Right. How did Gary get to where he was? Like we talked about that. We talked about Fred Jones, how how he started his uh, company after his career. Um, Nick Turner, a, a black entrepreneur with a tech company. Like I'm like I want you to follow me, following the money. Right. And how people do it, how people become successful. So it's actually um, the name of my podcast and a call to action. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And where can they, where can they see that? Like, where, where well, you can go to followdmoney.com, follow dmoney.com, and um, all my episodes are on there. Uh, I've got plenty of merch. It's, it's real dope. 
lace lace yourself. Man, the soft cotton tees, the follow D money junk. We got flags, we got coffee mugs, we got everything. It's also a donate button. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope, man. So, um, last question I always ask, right? So, the name of the podcast, Success Leads Clues, right? Yeah. And um, success means a lot of different things to different people, right? Yeah. But your definition of success, like, so what? what's one clue that you kind of learned that you kind of hang your hat on that's like, yo, this is really, like, this is like one clue that really led me to where I was able to be successful? Um... One clue. That's a good. That's a great question. Um, my network. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you when you can see and look and decide that there is almost anything you can do with the with the with the pick up a phone or you know you can email somebody. Like there's almost nothing I can't do with someone that I need. Mm-hmm. You know, like my network is so huge that I can make a phone call and make anything happen. Wow. So to me, um, that's how I found out that I was becoming successful. Uh, My definition of success is when I'm able to um, bring people to my level or beyond. That's what success is to me. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that being able to take care of my family is successful because that's something that I have to do. Anything that you have to do is not success. It's, 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 that's what, that's what you have to do. Right. To me, success is beyond that. Mm-hmm. So if I can bring somebody up to my level and push them higher, that is success. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's powerful. It was a great book. Uh, it was entitled Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. Okay. And I see like, you know, most people with a powerful network, they got there from serving. Right. And, and digging your well before you're thirsty. And now honor fruition, like, you know, getting dope people on your podcast. Yeah. Right. Just a testament yeah. to the work that you've been putting in and, and all the all the, the wells you've been digging, right? Right. So congratulations, man. So Thank um you. follow D Money Podcast, please season two. Please. Uh, check my man out. Um I definitely like and share this uh podcast with your friends and leave a comment if you have a question that you have with D Money. And next time I have them on, I would definitely get an answer for you. All right, y'all take care. Check us out on the next episode. I hope you were able to take some valuable insights from this week's chat. Feel free to reach out to me on social media with clues you gain or questions you need answers to. You can find my pages at GaryBracket.com. Remember, it is up to you to make the most out of your opportunities to reach success. Personally, I live this life with an abundance mindset. And deep down, I hope we all make it.